Hey, and thank you for joining us here at IED Sports. It's MLS Week 7. We got some news and notes from the week, and we have a final week of Major League Soccer before an international break. That's exciting. We're bringing it here to you at IED Sports. Or we're bringing it to you here. That's what I should have, that's what I should have said, Alex. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Bob, do you smell that in the air right now? Do you have that smell I, I in the do air? not. What is it? It is the best time to be a soccer fan in the world right now. Do you want me, you want me to tell you why? Tell even me why, MLS might be, Even though MLS might be ending for three weeks, we have Champions League final this weekend. We have MLS, yes, week, we MLS, la, MLS last games before the break. We have Copa America coming, which may be coming to America. We have the Euros this next month. We have Nations League, where we're going to talk about U.S.-Honduras game next Thursday. Berhalter is arguably his biggest game in his coaching career as a national team coach. It is so much soccer going on starting in June. It is ridiculous. Every continent from South America to Europe to North America, and we're going to cover it all here, and I can't wait. So got to say it right there because in Major League Soccer, although we're talking about that today, we're going to be talking about the U.S. Men's National Team. It is Memorial Day weekend. I'm sporting my U.S. Men's National Team jersey, and we are ready to talk about what just happened in Major League Soccer over the past week. In the first game, has got to be that Portland Timbers versus L.A. Galaxy game. I predicted the L.A. Galaxy. I bet on L.A. Galaxy and the draw, and it looked good for a little while, Alex. L.A. Galaxy was threatening in the first half. They looked the sharper team. But Derek Williams gets a little carried away. Hard tackle on Andy Polo, who will, we do know now, will be missing the rest of the season. Served as the turning point in the game, not only for him and for the Timbers, but also for Fleet Bay Mora, who came in um, as the sub there against a shorthanded team, scored a brace, including a goal in the 47th minute. So right before half, it looks like Alley Galaxy is going with a much coveted tie into halftime. Red card. As soon as they get back on the field, goal Felipe Mora. Second goal, Felipe Mora. Game over, Alex. Yeah, it's a shame because it I like what Derek Williams, until that tackle was careless tackle. What he what he's brought to LA Gax, they missed that in the back. Their back line has always been weak. He brings a little tenacity. He leaves a little bite, and I like it. That was a careless tackle. That's a red card in any league and anywhere else. Maybe 20 years ago, you get a yellow card and walk away, but now you can't do that these days. And I've never heard a yeah. player getting a torn quadricep on a tackle. I mean, that tackle is That's a huge muscle. I mean, that is that, you know, and a meniscus tear. That is such a bad tackle. And, you know, Portland was shorthanded as is. LA Galaxy had, this was a statement game. Them. They went to Portland and got three points here. We'd be talking about them as the MLS Cup contender right now. Now with Derek Williams being out, I still got questions in the back line. And, you know, now we're back to that. And in Portland, too, let's let's give a little credit to Portland. A lot of people didn't think they're going to win this game. Uh, Blanco's still out. They're not 100%. Uh, Valeri still does not look like Valeri to me. You know what I'm saying? He's still, you know, yeah. a bulbous is a little off. That was a big win by Portland. And now, to me, now with all the fans and things opening up, whole field advantage now with fans is going to start being a big difference, especially when betting right now. You got to start looking at that. Swing momentum in Portland's favor. I agree. Portland has not looked sharp. I was all over Alley Galaxy for that reason. I feel like the result could have been different, but it was not 3 0. Um, so. Yeah, we got to look forward to uh, Andy Polo getting better. Um, hopefully, he'll be back next season. We know um, Eric Williams has received death threats, some racial abuse on social media, uh, mostly from that's Peru sick. national team fans. Uh, obviously, there's no place for this tackle, but there's also no place for that kind of abuse in the game. Yeah, that, that's just that's awful. I don't understand this. The people hiring me on keyboards, the social media. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's just it's awful. But again, 
let's not take anything away from, I mean, the red card, LA Galaxy, that's why I lost the game. If Williams is in this game, I think it's a different result. I'm with you. I think LA Galaxy could have walked away with at least a tie in this game if Williams didn't go out with a red card. Absolutely. Now, from kind of the go to the week to the player of the week, Zilla Ryan. Mm. Scored a pair of free kicks mm. to beat NYCFC 2-1. Mm. We love NYCFC losing, don't we, Alex? Mm. We love free kick goals, don't we, Alex? Yes, we love come from love. behind wins, and I love Columbus winning at plus 400. They were my biggest bet of the week, and uh, that took mm. care of all my losses because I was getting fleeced that last weekend before that game. Oh, and to ha- let it happen at Red Bull Arena. Oh. I mean, Zellerine, you know, he's one of my favorite players in MLS. I mean, the two free yeah. kick goals are just like, I mean, this, this guy's pure class. I mean, he is – Columbus is going to go as far as he goes. As long as he's healthy on the field, you know, with Zardis and Nagby and Santos and Diaz, this is a loaded team. You know, Caleb Porter, I, this this is a big game. I mean, this is an Eastern Conference. This is, a, this is a tough matchup. NYCFC, you know, I think they're really good this year. I think they're going to be a dark horse team to make a run in the playoffs. Yeah. After New England, New England Revolution, to me, still is the best team in the East as of right now. But uh, these two goals with Zella Ryan just put he put the team on his back. Very rare to players in MLS that could do that, and he did it. He took this game over in the second half with the two great free kick goals. That's why Columbus walked away with three points, and NYCFC is looking there like, what happened? Now, a lot of times when we see uh, two free kick goals to win the game, you think of a huge momentum shift, like what we saw with uh, Miami a couple of weeks ago with those two late goals. That was not at all what happened. Columbus 50 percent possession they were the better team all day they were looking for that result and i was hoping it would come from the run of play it did not it does not matter to me i'll take that plus 400 all day long let's go columbus yeah the defending champions getting plus 400 anywhere that's just i don't know who came up with those odds that was just crazy to an away team in an away stadium, like it's not even they're not even home. That's all you got to hammer that when you see that on Vegas. I, I say it all the time. Vegas has not caught up to Major League Soccer yet, and I'm going to tell you, I gave you that information. So I hope you guys took uh, some bets on Columbus this weekend. Let's move on. Talk about FC Dallas hosting Real Salt Lake. Rubio Rubin um, got RSL off to a hot start, scoring a goal in the 20th minute for the pe- poor defensive. Passing from Dallas led to a turnover, which led to Rubin being in the right place at the right time, which just kind of seems like that's all he's doing this season. Um, he has a great amount of skill, but just finding himself in the right place, the situational awareness to make that steal off of a defender. Um, they didn't get the result. Turns out to be 2-2, but I think Ru- Rubio Rubin has had an absolute dominant performance and a great start of 2021. Uh, I mean, people wrote him off. He was a one-time, he was a, like a U.S. national team prospect. People were thinking this guy is going to be our... Forward, I know he went to Europe, didn't turn out. I know he went to Mexico a little bit, didn't turn out. Last year he was in U.S. I think in San Diego and then Landon Donovan. Landon Donovan told him a few things because now he's walked into MLS, highlight reeling goals. Seems like he scores every other week. Uh, and RSL always lacking that major goal scoring threat up front. Now they got one with Krylik. And yeah, I mean, this is, and they're playing at high altitude. Rail, so like a lot of, I don't know, they got the ownership situation is a little weird with that. You know, and I can't really buy and sell a lot of guys. But what they have, the roster they created under this yeah. situation with no ownership, tremendous job, Real Salt Lake. I mean, they, right now when they're at home, I'm looking to take them almost every time because they're really tough at home. And and this is a match. Listen, Dallas dominated. We'll talk about that a little bit, Alex. We yeah. will talk but about RSL a little bit. Yeah, but, what but they did, game, get back they to didn't Dallas. have money, and they hit on a guy. They took their yeah, chances. Absolutely. They said, it's, we're going to look at Rubio Rubin, and they hit on him. And that's yeah, yeah. why we're talking about RSL right now, not FC Dallas. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, you know, that's sometimes you got to be lucky. And sometimes you be good, you got to be lucky. But listen, Dallas had 67, 63% possession. I think they had like 20 shots on goal this game. They just couldn't finish. And if they finished, they would win this game handily. But they didn't. You know, usually I like taking Dallas at home. Fair result here, 2-2. Even though it had more possession, Real Salt Lake is very dangerous. You got to start looking at them. To me, they're a playoff team right now. Uh, they just got to stay healthy. For FC Dallas, what uh, is my favorite player maybe on this squad? Jadir O'Brien. Um, he, he's out playing wing. He is one of the fastest, pure speed players I've seen in Major League Soccer in quite a long time. He was my player of the week, kind of the guy to watch last season. Uh, la- excuse me, last week against uh, RSL, which their their fullbacks are not quite up to snuff yet. But Jadir O'Brien, uh, he ended up with a forced penalty. So you got your fantasy points, although he did not find the score sheet himself. He found himself in the mix, creating goals for his team. And that's what FC Dallas is going to look for him going through the rest of the season. Absolutely. Again, Dallas, you know, they got a bunch of youngsters. Sometimes it takes a little longer for them to, you know, every year it seems like they sell a couple guys, bringing some new guys in. When they're at home, I like Tate, especially in the summertime. Again, fair result, 2-2 here. They could have walked away with three points with all the shots and goal in the possession. They just sometimes that's part of soccer. It just doesn't happen. And the last game that I kind of made a prediction on last week, and this one is kind of the one where I got egg on my face, I took Vancouver Whitecaps to win or draw in Houston Dynamo, and I would do it again, Alex. I know these were long odds, but you get the win or the draw at plus 145. I would, I would do it again. You're more than doubling your money on a win or a draw. I thought Vancouver, who does have some firepower, would make something happen. Um, it just wasn't in the cards this week. Yeah, I'm waiting for Lucas Cavallini to, to come out in Vancouver. Every week, I think this is the week he's going to start yeah. scoring. It doesn't happen. I mean, if he starts going, they're going to be okay. They need goal scoring. Again, they were in this game. I mean, they had, again, over 61% possession. Just wasn't enough. It's always tough to play in Houston in the summertime when it gets hot out. I mean, the temperature wasn't that, that much of a difference, but to me, uh, Houston, I, I don't, you know, on paper to me, I don't like what they have roster-wise. They don't have a major goal scorer up front. Uh, a little older in the back to me. Rodriguez very is very old good. in the back. They got two guys <laughs> over 35 back there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, Tab Ramos is doing what he can. They need to spend them. They lost a lot of guys. They're in transition to get the Tab Ramos system, yeah. Tab Ramos players over here. This is, you know, but when you're at home, you expect to get three points when you play in Vancouver. I mean, betting-wise, yes, with the odds, I would like Vancouver to win this game. But, again, it's Vancouver, if you know what I'm saying. Hist- historically, did not one of the Not one of the premier team Canadian teams. Or the MLS, one of the premier MLS teams. Yes. You know, Houston walks away with a 2-1 win. Uh, Memo Rodriguez is very good in this game. I like this kid. I, I really like the way Tab Ramos lets him loose in the midfield, the way he runs around. But, you know, to me, Houston, I don't think they uh, – right now, they, they – on a positive side, I think they've got some positive results in the last few weeks. So to look out for, I still think they're not done. I think they just new ownership situations coming in right now. So maybe they're going to start spending some money and start revamping the roster the way Tab Ramos likes. Something to look out for in Houston going forward. Absolutely. Houston is, uh, they start out with a loss, two draws, then they have one loss win over the last three games. So I guess we'll call that trending in the right direction, although there's not too much momentum. But let's look ahead, Alex. This is the week that we want to get the best picks in because it's going to be two more weeks before you can bet on any Major League Soccer. Uh, There is that break coming up, and every team in Major League Soccer wants to go into break with some momentum, with some positive momentum. And when I looked at the sports sheet, when I looked at the sports book bets, I found some great picks. You can find those picks in full at iedsports.com. I'm putting an article out every Wednesday, and I've only missed my deadline one time so far this season. This will be my seventh week. Alex, I have not had a losing week on Major League Soccer yet. 
Do you know Go how ahead. hard that is, Alex? That that's like like, uh, like a little round of applause, like a little something yeah, something. Not bad. Very good. Very good. We've been look, look, going back to last year. People watching our shows. I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. We're right more than we're wrong. I mean, that's actually, that that's not true. I just get better odds. I'm about 500 yeah, on the season for I winning and losing, know. but all my bets are like plus 100, plus 150. So you, even if you lose a bet and win a bet, you're winning more than you lost. If you, you I'm, covering. You're, you're, I'm, I'm covering, you're on the, you're, we're on the plus side. If you've been following us since day one, how about, how about rephrase it like that? Up 17 and a half units. So if you're betting $10, you're up 175. Just betting on what we got so far on this season. But let's talk about some of those games that I found value. First one, we talked about the Columbus crew. They're back. They're saved again. <laughs> They're doing their third logo change in two weeks. They're hosting Toronto FC. Columbus crew is getting plus 100. That's even money on a home favorite. This matchup features two teams that I think Hoped they would be in different spots heading into international break. Toronto's 1-1-4 near the bottom of the East. Columbus is 2-1-3 um, with some new, you know, self-inflicted branding problems. Fans were boycotting the, the, whole, the whole deal. How much of a home field will the crew have in Week 7? Well, fans have been busy protesting. They've had constructive talks this past week. It looks like they're going to add the crew back to the name. So we save the crew again. That's, uh, that's two. I think I'm done saving the crew. I think the, that that's the limit. Two, two is the cutoff, Alex. We can stop caring now. Yeah, I, I we talked about this last week. I don't understand to get a, a rebrand or a name change or whatever. In, in, you know, five weeks into a season. I mean, that was just. What do you think was it? People are going to clap and go, "Yes, we love it." I mean, that was just. I don't know who made that decision, but they need to be fired. I mean, you don't do that to original '96 franchise in MLS. That was awful. awful. Heading into Memorial Day weekend, I hope some fans are going to be there in the stands. I think that that is going to propel this team forward. Columbus lead the leagues in shots and free kicks, and they are near the top in fouls. Um, my key to the game here is the usually disciplined Toronto against the very busy drawing fouls Columbus. We saw what happens with two free kicks that happened last season. Who can win here from the run of play? That's what I need to see Columbus do. And if I see them score two or three goals on breakaways from the run of play, not offset pieces, I will have the confidence going into the second third of this season to be taking Columbus a little more consistently. But here, Toronto's been struggling. You get Columbus credit even money. I'm, I'm laying that as my first bet. One thing I don't like about uh, Toronto, they can't play at their home. Their home games, I think it was is in Orlando or, or, or Fort Lauderdale. I forget which one between Montreal. That's a problem. I mean, they really don't have a home field advantage. Uh, Pazuelo has not played yet. I know he may play this this week. I don't think he's playing 90 minutes. Outdoor has been inconsistent, injured again. Akinola is not a fit 100. percent You know, you know the the Chris Armis haters out there think he can't coach. It's a big game for Toronto. I, I don't see him winning in Columbus. I really don't. I really don't. I love I love Columbus. I really do. I still think they're an elite team in MLS. The way Zeller Ryan played last week in a big spot against NYCFC. I'm expecting him to have a big game again this week, and I, I really love this bet. I really love Columbus this week at home. And you're getting even money. Got to love that. My next home team that I took to win is a team we're going to be talking about a lot in the second half of the team of the season, Alex. That is Atlanta United. They're hosting, hosting Nashville SC. In Atlanta, you're getting even better odds. You're getting plus 110. For every $10 you bet, you get $11 back. I love that bet all day long. Um, Nashville's been good to start the season. Undefeated. They are undefeated, but they have two wins and four draws. That's a different level of undefeated than the teams that are out there 4-2-0. Let's just get that off the bat right now. And Nashville's schedule has been soft. So far, they've 
played Cincy, Montreal, and RSL, all two ties. Meanwhile, Atlanta is going out, and they're making a statement tie. I kind of used that word in my article, statement tie. I don't know if that's a thing. They went into Seattle and got a 1-1 draw. That's a big deal, Alex. That's why I'm taking Atlanta over Nashville, because although they have kind of similar win records, Atlanta has had such a more difficult schedule than Nashville, and they've done all right. And Atlanta's had some injuries. Barco has been out. You know, Joseph Martinez still not 100%. This is where Nashville, to me, betting-wise, this is one of my favorite bets of the week. I love Atlanta this week. Uh, you're going into Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They had 40,000 a couple weeks ago when they started letting fans in. What do you think they're going to have this week? I mean, it is going to be a How many house. can they fit? <laughs> it's going to be mean, that. It's, it is going to be loud. It is. They were going to be proud. You know how they love to play at home. Nashville's going from, you know, they had a lot of people at their stadium. Don't forget the Titan Stadium in Nashville, uh, the last game. But now you're going into Atlanta on the turf. This is the game where Atlanta, I think, is going to bust out big. I think they're going to score at least two to three goals in this game. You know, Nashville's they're, they're solid defensively, usually not this week. Well, I'm sorry, Nashville fans out there listening. This is a game you, you, I'm not expecting to get three points. You're lucky to get a tie, if anything. But I don't. I, I think Atlanta's going to win, and I think Atlanta's going to win pretty easily. This is the best opponent Nash, uh, Nashville has played this season. Their undefeated streak will be finished. But the key to the game for me is Joseph Martinez, Marcelina Moreno. We've seen Moreno play very well. He's kind of that uh, that number ten, but he plays on one side. It looks like they're kind of playing dual number tens in Atlanta now. Um, the formation is kind of a little up in the air. But I want to see Marcelina Moreno and Joseph Martinez get that connection. They've played all right up. Uh, Joseph Martinez is coming back from injury. He's played all right. He's kind of getting his footing back. Marcelino Moreno has been very good. He's been very impressive this season, but not with Joseph. I want to see them link up, and I want to see it this week, and I want to see Atlanta uh, take the home win against Nashville. I'm just waiting to see Joseph Martinez' multi-goal game starting. It's coming. I mean, you can see the rust is coming off. He's close. I think he's really close. I mean, after the break, I'm expecting big things from him. This could be the week he gets at least two goals this week. To me, this I love Atlanta this week. We just mentioned at home. I'm sorry, Nashville. You know, I love what Nashville's doing. I love the defensive style of Gary Smith. He's done hell of a job. You go into Atlanta and you, you're gonna. I'm, I'm assuming they're gonna park the bus and just hold on, try to hit him on the counter. Atlanta's gonna. You know, Atlanta's too good for that. Atlanta at home, no, no problem. This I think this is this is pretty easy. I think Atlanta's gonna win easily. Now I know this next game we're going to uh, clash heads, but I'm telling you, I'm right, and I'm making the bet. The bet's already in, actually. DC United is headed into Miami to face Inter Miami. You can get DC United and the win or the draw for plus 110. So again, a $10 bet on this will earn you $11 in earnings. Now, here is what it is. DC United, they've been injured. We Ooh. haven't seen this team at 50% yet this season because they're missing eight players, most of which are starters. However... They just looked really good. They've turned my head out. When I watch DC, I'm like, they're not getting results, but they look good. There's a cohesive they squad run. on the field. They and can if run. They can run. They, they're in shape. They can run. That coach likes them pressing, running all over the field. Yeah. And when they get healthy, DC United is not going to be the DC United of old to me. Let me tell you right now. There's the lack of goal scoring up front. The lack of a striker hurt for me hurts them badly. They're very, they get a lot of youthful exuberance on this team. And they like to run, which is scary. And, you know, Minter maybe my thoughts in their maybe a little old in the tooth on yeah. some positions around the field where I can see why you're thinking, oh, you know, DC United could get a winner or a draw here. I just, you know, once I heard Flores is going out for arguably DC United's best player left before last week before getting injured, I started thinking, I don't know about this. You know, my, my Miami at home, you know, the Higuains. 
I'll talk yeah. you into it, okay? Paul Ariola, Yamil Assad, Julian Gressel. That's enough firepower right there. Miami is not without injuries themselves. Leandro Gonzalez Perez is out on suspension. They got Robbie Robinson, one of my favorite uh, young guys. He's one of my favorite pieces that this team has. He's out, um, and they just haven't scored from the run of play. They're relying on set pieces, on corners, on late-game heroics by guys who are older than me. Yeah, they they if Iguain scores, they win. If he doesn't score, they don't win. That's basically what happens with Inter Miami, and he's not exactly you know he's doing well. I think he's what he got four goals already so far, yeah. four or five something like I think that. He's playing exceptionally, but he is. But when he doesn't score, they don't win. And you know, at DC United, I'll tell you right now, they're going to park the bus this game. They might press a little bit, but they're going to play more defensive. And you know, I don't know if 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 Miami can break them down to get the result they need. To me, this week, if you're betting, I, I'm not with you on this one. I would stay away from this game. I don't, you know, to me, it's not a sure slam dunk DC United or Inter Miami wins this game. That's why I'm not sure. If I would have had to take one team, I would take a tie in this game, really. this To me, this has got tie written all over it. Well, I got that covered on the bet, too, so yeah. we're all good now. One of the things I do want to point out here is Pizarro will not be there for Miami, although he's not done much this season anyway, which kind of leads to the frustration of my Inter-Miami not scoring from the run of play. It seems like they need that late-game heroics, that corner kick, that set-piece magic. DC United, outside of that first stomping that they took from NYCFC Week 1, They've held possession in every game except one. In Miami, on the other hand, has had the possession advantage only once in their seven matches. They're getting 40% possession, 35. They're not having the ball. If DC United can take advantage of that, of the commodity of having the ball at their feet and get lucky, maybe get a, a lucky bounce or two early, I think DC United can put this away and take the win in week seven. It's very possible. To me, uh, I'm not touching this game. I'll just tell you right now. If anything, I'm taking the, the draw. I think this, this to me, this this got 0-0-1-1 written on it from you know, from a from, from, from mile away the way I see it. That's why I'm not touching this game. Well, we usually agree on half of our game, so let's see if we can make it four out of five this week because I'm taking RSL hosting Minnesota United. Again, you get even money RSL plus 100. RSL's been an exciting team to watch. The, the emergence of Rubio Rubin, 24-year-old that we've talked about so far this season. In his five starts, four goals, two assists on 14 shots, six of which landed on target, including that amazing bicycle kick that we watched just a week ago. Minnesota seemed to right the ship. They started 0-4. They got two wins in a row, but those two wins were both 1-0 squeakers. Now they head to Rio Tinto Stadium, where they will be without their best player, Reynoso, who looks like he will be missing the game. The key to me in this match is fitness. Can Minnesota win at altitude? Well, Alex, we just watched Minnesota at altitude two weeks ago in Colorado. They went up 2-0, gave up three goals in the second half, and lost that game. So I am going with a no on this one. Minnesota, their one of their wins is against RSL, but I think RSL gets the retribution and goes away with an easy win in this game. If Reynoso's not playing, Minnesota has no chance. I'll just say it right now. If Reynoso, if you're betting wise, if you see Reynoso's out of the lineup, I would load up on Rail. So like Rail so like at home and at altitude, the way uh, Rubio Rubin is playing right now, Krylik, I mean, this is a Rusnak. This is a good this team can score. You know, I, I don't know, but defensively how, you know, a Cho in the back. Remember he had, he punted the ball into the stands. And that was a big. Yeah. This, this this game's gonna be a little feisty. It's gonna be a little kick in the back of the ankles. It's gonna be a little elbow to the to the, to the ribs. You know, this is gonna be a little feisty. back and forth. 
I'm going to have to take the home team on this one. I like our RSL. Even though I thought Minnesota you was starting to turn the page, if Reynoso is not playing, they're not going to win this game. It just, we it got Debassi, uh, Finlay, Hansen, Reynoso, and Ike Opara listed as questionable. Excuse me. Ike Opara is out. And for RSL, we have Everton Luis and David Ochoa both out. It'll be uh, Zach McMath in goal for uh, RSL this season. But absolutely, we talked about the high-altitude problem over there in Rio Tinto. Minnesota just proved that they can't do it for 90 and now they're going back and doing it again. I think RSL is a slam dunk. I might even make this like my guaranteed lock pick of the week, Alex. Uh, if Reynoso is not playing, I agree with you. Reynoso to me is the key for Minnesota. If he's not there, they're not going to win. It's that simple. I would just, I would just monitor that situation. Alex, are there any games that you want to touch on before we head out? Yeah, one of the games, one of the big games of the week I like to see is LAFC versus NYCFC. LAFC, not you know, some of the supporters are not happy with uh, Mr. Bradley as their coach. Injuries, blah, blah, blah. You know, Vela, what's going on? Rossi, the defense is eh. NYCFC is making a travel across country. They can score. They just signed the new Neymar Jr. Where we go? Magma? Magna? Did I say it correctly? Bob? Yes, I believe so. I saw the highlights on YouTube. This kid is, wow, what a, what a signing that is. NYCFC, to me, once after the break comes, look out. I'm telling you right now, NYCFC, people are not talking about them. Even though they don't have all the home games at, NYC, at, at, at Yankee Stadium, on paper, I, I really like what NYC FC is doing. However, they're traveling cross-country to Los Angeles, and Bob Bradley's got a little pressure on him. When there's pressure and Bradley's involved, I'm going to lean towards him. So this is the game where I, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on. I'm expecting LAFC to eke out a win here in a really good matchup, like 2-1, 3-2, something like that. It's going to be a really good game. I would definitely, If you're an MLS fan, you definitely want to check this one out. Absolutely. We're looking at uh, Talis Magno from uh, – Brazil. He comes from uh, Vasco da Gama, where he played for about forty-five games of the last couple seasons. They, the next Neymar, Alex. That's a little. They call him Neymar. Ba- ba- they call him Baby Neymar. That was his nickname over there. So I mean, I saw some of the odds. This kid can play. I mean, he is. This is exactly the signs the MLS needs. He's younger, South American. He's Eighteen uh, years old. Neymarito. Yeah. Can we call him that? Neymarito. Uh, we we can call. We're gonna call him something. When we start scoring in MLS. I can tell you that. We're gonna have him come up with a better name. But look out for this guy, man. I saw the highlights of this kid, and this kid, he's got some skills. He's got some flair. Uh, he's dynamic. One on one, likes to attack. Flamboyant. What's not to like about him? Uh, good job by NYCFC getting a, a, a young, a young, exciting player in MLS. Yep. Great to say. Great to say. I love to see it too, Alex. We are about to head out, but it is Memorial Day weekend, which means the summer's right around the corner. You can go to idsports.com and pick up some brand new merchandise. I put a new logo out. Um, we got some tank tops, crop tops. We got some bathing suits on there you guys can pick up. You can get some flippy floppies going, your grill apron, all with the ID Sports logo. So check that out at idsports.com. You can find us releasing MLS articles every Wednesday, and we're going live every Wednesday or Thursday nights to talk about the week ahead for Major League Soccer. Thank you for joining us here today at IED Sports.